Welcome to this new nutrition business podcast. My name is Julian Melatin, and I'm going to be talking today about the recent financial results of Oatly. Oatly has produced impressive sales, but it's also produced impressive losses. Oatly is probably the world's best known plant milk brand, probably. And at uh, the end of 2021, announced sales for the first nine months of the year, which were up an impressive 55% compared to the same period in 2020. And the total was about $450 million. So that's a great performance. However, every dollar of product that Oatly sells costs it $1.26 to produce. And as a result, not only were its sales up, its losses were up too. In fact, its losses were up by 700%. Now, Oatly is, in fairness to them, they're charging hard towards achieving a sales target of a billion dollars. And they're investing heavily to get there. Their capital expenditure on new production facilities, for example, was $186 million in the first nine months of 2021. Well, that's not such a big deal for them. They have $700 million in cash on the balance sheet. So they can handle this substantial investment, and they can also handle the $148 million cash outflow that's caused by loss-making sales. And in fact, they can sustain this pace of expenditure for three to four years before they'd need to go back to shareholders for more money. So if you would argue that they're running an Amazon-type model where all that matters is building market share, not worrying about losses because one day in the future you'll make a profit then perhaps they can achieve that. However, even Oatly's shareholders will expect it to make a profit sooner or later. And that is going to be the tricky part. Oatly's stated long-term goal, this is in their financial documents, is to achieve a 40% gross margins. That's, that's the profit you make between sales and paying for the direct costs, the raw materials. But right now, it's actually moving away from that target, not getting closer. Its gross profit margin was 40% back in 2018, but in 2021, that was down to 27.4%. And with raw material costs forecast to increase across the whole of the food and beverage industry, and no sign of them doing anything less than inflating in the 12 months ahead, either that gross margin is going to fall further, or Oatly will have to increase its selling prices. Now, if it increases its retail price, that may well act as a break on its ambitious sales growth plans. To put Oatly's gross margin performance into some kind of context, that's roughly about the same as you would see in a regional dairy company of the same size. Well, that kind of makes sense because Oatly is competing with dairy companies. It's selling there in the chiller cabinet alongside cow's milk. But there is a, another side to it. It may have the same gross profit margin as a dairy company, but it's actually selling its product at a 100% price premium to dairy. So given the much higher price they're selling at, you really would expect their gross profit margin to be quite a bit better. Overall, unsurprisingly, Oatly's operating losses are getting dramatically worse. The company incurred a loss of more than $44 million just in the third quarter of 2021. Now, this was almost as big a loss as it created in the whole of 2020. So just consider that 
a loss in three months that's the same size as the loss in 12 months the year before. Now, Oatly is trying hard to extend its brand from oat milk to other types of plant-based dairy alternatives. So in the US, for example, it's rolling out an ice cream bar line into 3,000 retail stores, including Target, Wegmans, Stop and Shop. This is all great. Products based on oat milk, which is enrobed in chocolate. So it's like a classic chocolate bar, but without the dairy. And it's positioned as a plant-based permissible indulgence with flavors like chocolate fudge, strawberry swirl, and salted caramel. That's great. It is, of course, still at a bit of a premium to regular dairy bars. So if you look at the equivalent chocolate-coated dairy ice cream bar from Hagen dazs which is itself a bit of a premium brand, Oatly is still a 50% price premium compared to Hagen dazs Now, the stock market, unfortunately, has taken a rather pessimistic view of Oatly's uh, prospects. And last time we looked at the share price, it was about $8.80, which was half the price at which the company floated its shares back in May 2021. In brand positioning, Oatly has, as I'm sure most of you have noticed, it's created an identity that people either love or hate. It has a very distinctive, very confident language and style. And that's all great. But in the world of food and beverage, it's not just actually about the branding. There are very low barriers to entry in oat milk and ever more rivals in their segment, not to mention some very muscular established competitors like Danone with its silk brand in the US and all pro in Europe and Chobani and many others. Oatly will probably hit its ambitious sales target, but that will also come at the cost of continuing to lose money. At that point, it will learn just how hard it is in the food business to turn around a loss-making, low-gross margin business in a category with low barriers to entry where price competition becomes more and more normal. And I think what we'll find is that far from being like an Amazon ever-growing, Oatly will eventually plateau and it will discover, as most businesses do, that the only way to get back to profit is to massively slash its costs. And that, for them, will be the most likely outcome. Now, the little final point on this podcast is just to look at some of the, the regions that they're operating in. So Europe, Middle East, and Africa is, uh, is where Oatly is strongest. It's their biggest market, accounting for 51% of sales. UK and Germany are the two single biggest country markets for it, and they have got a really impressive share of, of the plant-based beverages market. It's uh, profitable there, and in fact, it's only profitable in Europe. However, what is interesting is in 2021, Despite sales increasing by 30%, profits fell by 30%. So that's really not a very good sign, um, particularly as it is the market where they're most established, have the best chance of continuing to do well, and where consumer acceptance is really high. Now, turning to the Americas, uh, they account for only 29% of Oatly sales. In 2021, sales grew by 73%. But, yep, they're losing money there and losses grew by 140%. What about Oatly in Asia? Well, Asia accounts for 20% of Oatly sales, and they're pushing very hard to grow. They're particularly strong in food service, um, thanks to their, the partial ownership of the company's shares by one of China's biggest state-owned companies. They're in a really strong position to get into um, a lot of food service and retail outlets, 
And in fact, 75% of their Asian sales are in food service. And uh, on Tmall, which is China's biggest online retailer, Oatly is now the number one selling plant-based beverage. So again, sales have grown enormously, but unfortunately they've gone from making a small profit to yes, losing money again. I don't know about you, but when I've run a business, either one I used to run for someone else in the past or the two businesses I've run myself, uh, sooner or later you have to ask yourself if I'm increasing my sales, but my profits are going down, perhaps I should be doing something a little bit different. Sooner or later, this is a question that Oatley's management are going to have to ask themselves. Thank you all very much for listening. I hope you found this enjoyable. Um, if you want to know more, don't hesitate to go to our website, www.new-nutrition.com. I hope you all have a lovely day.